it gets hard right before you level up, I guess. So those days that are the hardest, you know, just think you're that much closer. You're, you're playing the boss that level and you're about once you beat that boss, you're going to get to the next level. What is going on, everyone? Emily Avadi here, welcoming you back to a new year, season 12 of Hurdle, kicking things off with the annual Turning the Page series. Now, if you happen to be new to the show, welcome. Let me give you a little background on Hurdle before I introduce you to all things Turning the Page. Hurdle is a wellness-focused podcast where I, Emily Abadi, a veteran journalist and wellness coach, connect with everyone from your favorite athletes to top experts and industry CEOs about their highest highs, toughest moments, and everything in between. We all go through hurdles in life, and my goal through these discussions is to empower you to better navigate yours and move with intention so that you can stride toward your own big potential and, of course, have some fun along the way. I cannot believe I, actually I can. You know what? A lot of work has happened over the last five years. We are celebrating this week the fifth anniversary, the fifth birthday of Hurdle. She is no longer a toddler. She's a full-blown child now. (laughs) And what better way to do that than with five days of episodes for Turning the Page. Turning the Page is a series that happens at the beginning of every year and for it, I sit down with some of your favorite guests from the past year to chat about what lessons they are bringing with them from 2022 into the new year. Each guest gives us highlights from their past 365, offers up a word that they're focusing on for the next 365, and then offers up advice on how to move into the next 52 weeks with grace and a positive outlook. For today's episode, I am kicking things off with the one, the only, Kira D'Amato. She's a pro runner, once the American record holder in the marathon, and all around truly just an outstanding human. I loved being able to catch up with Kira the perfect way for us to really have a few laughs as we get into the swing of things with 2023. Make sure if you're not doing so yet, you are following along with Hurdle over on social media. It's at Hurdle Podcast. I am at Emily Abadi. And the last little bit of housekeeping I want to do here on Wednesday night, if you are listening to this in real time on January 4th, I am hosting a goal setting workshop. You have to be able to attend it live. It is online, so that should help. It is at 7.30 p.m. Eastern, and I would love to see you there. There are a few spots left, so to snag one, click on over to the show notes and secure it today. That's it for now. With that, let's get things started. Let's get to hurdling. Today, I am sitting back down with my friend, Kira D'Amato. How are you doing today? I am I'm doing awesome mentally, physically. I have a little bit of like a scraggly throat, So, but I actually never mind getting a scraggly. Is it scraggly? Is that? Scratchy? Know, scratchy. Maybe scratchy is what I'm looking for, but I never mind getting a scratchy throat because it always takes my like voice down a little bit, a little less squeaky. So I'm feeling a little more radio DJ, which is like perfect for podcasts. Perfect. So you and I can be 
like this together because I'm constantly on this wave. But yours is like, yours is sexy. We've talked about this in the first time. Yours is like (laughs) incredible. Mine's just like a little not as incredible, but. Well, I think it's fantastic. And I think you're fantastic. And I am so excited to have you as a part of the Turning the Page series this year. I told you that you were one of the most listened to guests from the past 365. And I was surprised that you were surprised. I couldn't believe when you said that. When you asked me back on, I was like, wait, so hold on. What? You like, I didn't ruin it the first time. And then you said I was one of the like most watched or listened or whatever. And that, um, yeah, I kind of, I, I don't know. It feels like a joke, but I'm here though. Oh. Oh, well, I'm so happy that you're here, even with your scraggly, scratchy (laughs) voice and a great person to kickstart this series with because you've had one hell of a year. The series coming out the first week of the new year, but in 2022, a lot happened for you. I went for it, man. I just (laughs) went for it in 2022. I just followed goals that excited me. I probably overextended myself a little bit at the end, but I would do it again exactly the same way. I don't regret anything. It was a good year. I love to hear that. So, I mean, of course, the first thing that we need to recap here is that you became the American record holder for the marathon at the very beginning of 2022. Looking back on that experience, Do you have any immediate highlights from that day aside from breaking the tape? I think the thing that like keeps replaying in my mind is I broke the tape and my first thought was like, I'm never running again ever. That was really hard. But then my second thought was like, I'm so proud I had the courage to start because like there were so many different times like in my my second round running journey where it was really hard. And I just didn't know if I could push through or I just didn't even know if I could start, you know, and like the first day when I went for a run, I tried to run three minutes and I couldn't make it the whole three minutes. I only made it 90 seconds. And like, I could have quit then, you know? So just thinking that, like, I was just so happy that I found the courage to figure out the what if and the what if turns out was a really beautiful thing. So I think that's the thing that like, I just think the most is I just feel just kind of lucky, I guess, that I kept finding like a reason to show up and keep going. And it turned into something really beautiful. And what a beautiful takeaway for so many hearing that you, the woman who ultimately became the American record holder in the marathon, had trouble running for three minutes at a time, applicable way beyond running, right? Just this idea that if we can break it up into little doables, then who knows what can happen next? Yeah. And that's like, if you would have told me on that day, like Kira, like in six years or whenever it was, uh, yeah, yeah, about six years from now, you'd set the American record. Like today's day one of training for that. I wouldn't have started. I would have like thrown my shoes at whoever said that and just walked away because I'm like, no, there's no way. It just was so intimidating. So for me, like setting those small manageable goals and if you hit it, then great. But if you don't, then keep trying to hit it, you know, and then once hitting it, just think, wow, if I could do that, if I could run for a whole three minutes, like what else is there? Could I do five minutes, you know, and it's just like it snowballed from there. But it's just like just knowing, I don't know, like in a way it just feels like some 
like fairy tale story that I was living, you know, and I was through all the ups and downs. But that's kind of how I feel like thinking about where I started to where like I ended up this year is just uh, kind of a cool thing to live. <laughs> for sure. For sure. And you you speak on the greatness of setting those small achievable goals. Do you remember aside from getting through those three minutes, maybe a year or two into this journey of picking back up with running, what some of those smaller goals looked like, for example? Yeah. So um, like for me, after I had my second child and then I knew we were done with having kids, I was like, okay, it's my body again. Because for a while, I just felt like I was this like machine in a way. And I didn't feel like it was mine. Like I was doing whatever I thought was best for you know, being pregnant or nursing or whatever. So I finally like had control back and that was kind of exciting. So starting with like three minutes um, and then the goals like just kept changing. So once I'd hit that, then it would be five minutes. And then if it was, I could run for 10 minutes with only one walk break and they kept building up from there. But what I did is I like also had like little carrots. So whenever I hit my goal, like I would celebrate, like I won the Olympics. Like I remember the day where I did run three minutes. Like I seriously like finished that run. Like I finished my marathons, like double deuces in the air, like celebrating like crazy, you know? So I think setting those small measurable goals, but then like celebrating in a way, you know, just even if it's just like a pat on the back or like, can you do like a self high five? Maybe, maybe I need to start doing that. Like I think that's called a clap. (laughs) Okay. Wow. I never really thought about that. Self high five is a clap. Let's, uh, Wow. Okay. Well, just clapping for yourself then, I guess. Um, I'm just, I'm dead. I'm dead. <laughs> I'm not going to call it clapping anymore. I'm just going to call it self high five. Just a self high five. Yeah. Yeah. I love so, that. Yeah. I can give myself a lot of high fives of cheering for you. <laughs> Perfect. Yes. I love that. I love that takeaway of just making sure that you're celebrating all the wins as they come, no matter how small or how big they are. And I also love this picture of you celebrating the finish of every single marathon you run. I feel like there have been like some gifts as of recent, and maybe you can speak to these, but the ones that are like, I want to celebrate anything in my life the way that Kira D'Amato celebrates finishing every single marathon. Well, it's so funny because I did one marathon in 2013. My goal was to qualify for Boston, but I really thought it was in like 320 shape, but it went very poorly. And I ran 349.49. So I didn't qualify for Boston and I walked a lot. And, um, but, but it, so now jump forward to round two. And I've told everyone celebrate no matter what, like your goal is if you hit your goal, you celebrate when you cross any finish line. And after I broke the American record, the Missoula, Montana said, Hey, and we have a video of Kira celebrating her first marathon. And my heart at first sank because I was like, oh, no, I've been telling everyone to celebrate whether you hit it or not. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, like, what if I didn't celebrate that one? Would I be like a fraud? So I opened the link and like that was the toughest race I've ever done. Like I thought about quitting so many times. I didn't think I was going to make it to the finish line. Like my husband and I both wanted to qualify for Boston to run Boston together. So I felt like I was I know I wasn't, but I felt like I was letting him down. I felt like I was letting myself down, but I still finished that. And so I watched it back and I celebrated like just like I celebrated when I broke the American record. I held up the two deuces and I'm like, you know what? 
I am happy. I've been myself my whole life and I'm not. But for a second, I was like, oh, no, am I a fraud? But no, and that, that <laughs> one I celebrated the same exact way. Pushing everyone else to celebrate is a, <laughs> is a good thing to be a fraud about yeah. if you've got a fraud on anything. So, yes, like we said here, huge beginning to the year. Did that major accomplishment really shake things up? Did it make you feel some kind of way? Did it change what you had on deck? I think it just a little more attention. Like nothing really changed. Like my routine at my house stayed the same. Like my goals for the future stayed the same. Like that was kind of, you know, just a checkpoint along the way. So I, I was dreaming still even past hitting that. So every, you know, my direction and how, I, you know, what I'm aiming towards still stayed the same, but I just get a little more attention now. Like one time I was at the grocery store and I dropped something and some woman ran up. She's like, oh, Kira, here, I'll pick that up. And she was the sweetest woman, but she knew who I was. And and also how long was she watching me to notice that I dropped something? <laughs> but she was the sweetest woman, but it's just stuff like that, which is awesome. And I love being able to connect with other people through that way. So really like, it's just, it feels like a big gift. It's a big gift. I would imagine that from the get-go being recognized was a little crazy. Do you have another story to share about that? I remember like one of the first times I got recognized, someone was like, this was at Houston, actually, when I set the American record. Someone was like, hey, Kira. And I like turn around <laughs> and she's like, no, you. And I'm like, me? And she's like, yeah, you. Can I get a picture with you? And I was like, whoa, okay. Yeah, let's do this. This is awesome. But I also think it's funny. It's like, can I like, do you mind if I bother you for a picture? And I'm like, do you realize how good you're making me feel about myself? Like you want to get a picture with me. Like, why would, why would you apologize for that? I feel like it's such a compliment. <laughs> I love that. Okay. So now when we look at the past year as a whole, if you had to maybe articulate two to three of the biggest lessons you're taking with you into 2023, where do we begin? Oh man. I think like my superhero power that I feel like I really owned this year is like, it's okay to fail. Like failing's really not that bad, you know? And I feel like earlier in my career, I was so afraid, like the fear of failure almost like is crippling that you don't even want to start. But like this year, I'm like, well, I'm going to go for this. And if I get it great, and if I don't, I learn something. So I think like this year, I've done some different distance races. I've, you know, you know, when I ran at world champs, that was only 17 days notice that, you know, that probably was going to be a failure, which it ended up going like decent. So I was happy with that. But you know, I took risks this year and, um, and I went for it. And so I'm really like, proud of that. And whether it went well, I hit my goal or not. Um, you know, I learned something and you move on. So I think that's like my biggest thing this year. And I feel like that might be my superhero powers. I'm just not afraid to fail. We know that we can learn from our quote unquote failures, but what would you say your biggest one was last year? I think for me, my biggest failure this year was at Berlin. Um, I like, I really, I knew I was in shape. I was faster. Berlin Kira was more fit than Houston Kira when I set the American record. So I was so fit. Training was going great. I was healthy and it was an off day. I think there was like a few things I can contribute to that, but I really like fell short of a big goal that day. Um, but I learned a lot. And so I think I'll be stronger for it. I think it caused me to really look at my like race nutrition and I've structured now a better plan that I think is actually going to be a whole lot better. And I think it was 
for whatever reason, I think my body was changing and what worked for me last year wasn't working for me this year. So I think that really caused me to not reinvent the wheel, but restructure things. So I think that that was a really important lesson that I took from that. Let's flesh out what the learnings were from that day in particular. So I think the first thing was like, it was just an off day. Like I was on my period and I was feeling off. So that's, you know, like you can't, that just sucks when that a lot, you know, when yeah. you know, you're feeling bad on a day that you need to be feeling good is, is not awesome. Um, I think that my race strategy wasn't that great. I had brought, I kind of was under the impression that I wouldn't have too many people, women to run with. So I brought my own pacers and within 5k of the race, I think I was maybe in 20th place. So there was tons of women that went out really fast, but I was so focused on my individual race that day that I didn't ever race them. So I think that that in that moment, I should have thought, okay, well, maybe I can instruct the pacers or we can all go and race people. But I just, I feel like what I'd done so great in 2022 was race. Like I'd go in and just work on racing tactics and I just race people. I didn't have my own time goal other than just trying to win races. So, and I didn't do that in Berlin. So that was kind of like my one regret during the race is I should have just raced and kind of, I think somewhere around 20 miles, I got a cramp. And I think that was a couple different things. I'm not sure if like the Berlin water is made up a little differently. They have more calcium levels. So I think when mixing that with my sports strength, maybe that was giving me a cramp or could it just been that I was on my period, you know? So something nutrition wise wasn't going quite, quite right. But, um, but I learned, you know, and, um, you know, I won't, I won't do that again. Won't let it happen again. Eh, I mean, you did the best you could with what you had. Right. Mm -hmm. And I feel as though this is an example of this lesson of being okay to fail. Right. And knowing mm -hmm. that, as you said, that failure has the opportunity to teach us something each and every time. Yeah. 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 I think also like in Houston, during that race, I was hitting my goals. And that's really exciting. You know, when you're on your way to your goal or doing your best ever, there's a lot of adrenaline and you're feeling really positive and you're excited that you're still on your way. But when things take a turn for the worst, like in a race, it's a lot harder to stay motivated and stay like with it. So that's one thing that I am proud of at Berlin is that I never stopped fighting. You know, like I did all I can to get the cramp go away. And once it did, I start, you know, I fought again and passed a lot of people in the end. But um, but that's one thing, like my takeaway is like, you know what? I never surrendered. Like, even though my goals were slipping out of reach of being on a podium or running my fastest time, like I still fought through it and I did the best I could that day. So I'll walk away proud knowing that I really did lay it all out there that day. You keep referencing like the goals that you have. Would you be willing to talk a little bit about what some of those consist of these days? Yeah. I mean, I thought I was in sub 218 marathon shape that day and I've never podiumed at like a world marathon major and I wanted to do that too. So those were kind of my two big goals going into Berlin. Makes sense. Makes mm -hmm. sense. Okay. So aside from quote unquote failing at Berlin, you mentioned going for it all of 2022. What's another instance of you going for it this past year? Um, I, I think I lined up to race 14 times. And Oof. I don't, I don't think there's another like pro runner that raced that many, maybe, maybe some sprinters, especially with all their heats. But like, it was, I think a total of 180, like racing miles, which for an ultra marathoner, I guess, isn't that much, but for someone that does a lot, you know, I did some five K's and six, I did a six K and 10 K's and, um, that's a lot. So it was, 
cool in that way that I pretty much every other weekend or every third week I was traveling somewhere to race. And when I look back on, yeah, 2022, like I just turned 38 and I'm a mom and I just had like my best racing year ever. So I really put myself out there. I went into races that really excited me. I did a lot of bucket list races that I'd always wanted to run, like the Falmouth race. That was a really cool one to be a part of. And uh, so, yeah, I kind of just went for it. What do you think that your most difficult moment was last year? Um, probably I did the New York Marathon and it was definitely in that race. And coming back, so I ran world champs and then I think I had maybe nine or 10 weeks and mm-hmm. then I did Berlin and then I did New York six weeks later. And we knew that could go either way. Like we felt we wanted to race New York because it was actually kind of always our plan in the spring. But especially with Berlin kind of being a little bit subpar, we're like, okay, well, we're so fit. We just haven't shown our fitness yet. So we were really excited about New York. But I think my body was really tired going into that because a couple weeks leading into the race, I just couldn't stay healthy. And I got a throat infection and then I had like some sort of flu thing. So I think my body was just done. And so we were kind of getting that feedback that (laughs) I was probably pushing it a little bit too hard. But um, but I went for it anyways, and I showed up healthy, like I was over everything by the time that I got to the starting line. So I felt really healthy on race day. But somewhere around 13 to 16, I was like, oh, no, this is not good. Like, I think New York's a course you really want to be fresh for. And I wasn't fresh. And I feel like I was kind of just pulling it together. But um, so that was a hard one, because in my head, I was like, do, what do I do here? Do I quit? Or do I finish? You know, like, this is really not going, not going very well. My quads were on fire. Like I just felt like I couldn't get into a good rhythm. Like, but it was also just like, you know, hitting the marathon wall, I guess. But, um, I'm like, well, I'm going to just keep running until I can't run anymore, you know? And I made it to the finish line and I was really proud that I did because also because it was my son's eighth birthday. So I didn't want to like quit on his birthday, you know? So, um, but, but yeah, that was, that was a tough one. Cause like when you're in a race being like, should I even finish that? That's a dark space to be in, you know, but I'm proud I did. Taking a break to tell you about this series first sponsor future. Now, if you are a dedicated listener, you've heard me rave about my experience with the future app, a new way to get fully customized personal training that revolves all around you. No matter what gets you moving, you'll find the guidance, motivation, and accountability to push beyond your comfort zone because going beyond your limits requires a roadmap and a trusted co-pilot. Future will pair you with your own fitness coach that you'll meet over FaceTime shortly after signing up. And there you'll chat through your fitness goals, past and present injuries, when and where you'd like to work out and the equipment that's available to you. From there, your coach will send you a comprehensive training plan sent to you each week through the Future app. Future's got all the benefits of one-on-one personal training without the one-hour time limit and strict schedule. Whether you need tips for sleeping well the night before a race or nutrition advice after setting a deadlift PR, your coach is there to lift you up. I am also continuing to deal with some plantar fasciitis issues, and my coach, Brendan, he's able to give me some real 
real-time feedback and modifications depending on how I'm feeling that week to help me get to where I want to be. Start your 30-day risk-free trial of Future today. Just visit tryfuture.com slash hurdle. That's tryfuture.com slash hurdle. Cancel anytime for a full refund personal training made modern only on future. Also got to give some love to my friends at Whoop. Now it is officially January, which means most of you out there have just started working on a goal for 2023. I will be using Whoop this year to track my goal, which is to add in more strength training and ultimately beat this nagging plantar fasciitis so I can tackle my next marathon. Whoop is a fitness tracker that monitors all the conventional fitness metrics you'd expect, but also specializes in tracking personalized recovery and sleep data. Think of it as a coach on your wrist, providing you with detailed breakdowns of your sleep and recovery, along with how you can improve both. It also suggests personalized daily activity levels based on your recovery. Whoops also just released a new feature called Trends where you're able to see the progress you're making on a weekly and monthly basis. Whether you're looking to get in shape, improve your recovery or sleep or something else, Whoop has made it super easy to track your progress, even during those moments where you get a little bit discouraged. Trust me, we have all been there. Start tracking your health, wellness, and fitness at a deeper level today. Head on over to join.whoop.com slash Emily Abadi to be able to try out Whoop risk-free for 30 days. Again, that is join.whoop.com slash E-M-I-L-Y-A-B-B-A-T-E to try Whoop free for 30 days. All you've got to do is pay shipping. Let's get back to the episode. Again, like talking about the the running lessons kind of transcending to the rest of life, right? This space of asking yourself, what do I do when things get hard and having the grit and perseverance to keep on keeping on? Mm-hmm. That was a hard day. Like no mm-hmm. matter how you slice it, I think I read yesterday that that was actually the hottest New York City marathon on record. So to show up that day and do what you did regardless, like what, like kudos to you, you know? Mm-hmm. I I don't know. It's just, you just don't quit, you know? Like I knew I wasn't going to hit my A goal or B goal or C goal, but at the, but when all those like flew out the window, it's like, I'm like, I'm healthy. Like I could, it hurts a lot, but I can finish, you know? So I'm, I'm proud that I was able to pull something out to just keep going. But what do you tell the person who does get to a point where they realize that they do need to quit? Like that choice becomes one that is not theirs to make. Maybe Mm -hmm. it's made for them uh, by, in the case of running, your body or just other extenuating circumstances. How does someone navigate that because we don't try to fail, right? We try with a certain goal in mind and sometimes we have to deviate from the plan. Yeah. And I think that's tough too, especially when you feel like that choice isn't yours, you know, but there are times like whenever, like in a race, there are so many times I want to quit, but I ask myself, like, can I keep going? Like, is this, is this physical? Like, is this like above me? And if it's something I'm going to hurt myself more or cause my body harm or, you know, from heat or from hypothermia, or if like 
something hurts that you know is like not right. Like it's okay to be sore and it's okay for your legs to feel heavy. That's normal to work through. But when something's not right, it's just, it's just not safe, you know? So, but it's, it's tough to like think through that in the, in the moment and figure it out. But, you know, it's just like, there's just, sometimes it's not your day, you know, and sometimes it's smarter actually to, you know, to listen to your body or to people around you and, and not push it through because you'll have another day to fight, you know? Um, but yeah, it's, uh, I don't know. It gets hard right before you level up, I guess. So those days that are the hardest, you know, just think you're that much closer. You're, you're playing the boss that level and you're about, once you beat that boss, you're going to get to the next level. So we love a level up. We love <laughs> a level up. What would you say is a word that you are bringing with you into 2023? Oh man, this is so funny that you asked this because over, so my son, Tommy, who's eight years old, um, he's been really into making his own like March madness brackets, but sometimes he does it with like animals or like letters or, and like, you wonder where it gets it from. I think it's from all our Oreo madness challenge. I was literally just going to say he gets it from you. Yeah. Yeah. He gets it honestly. So over Thanksgiving, he decided that he was going to do like a word madness. So he put 128 words into this like tournament style. And so at the Thanksgiving table, I like brought up, I was like, Hey, you know, everyone, Thomas has been doing like a March madness just with like words. And so everyone got curious. And so he read the top 16. So everyone at the family picked their word and we went through this, like to see what it was. But the word that I picked was buzzsaw. So of course, of course you did. I think I'm going to use that one. I think I'm going to use that one. But it was really funny because like someone picked music, someone picked, um, oh, there was like uh, quagmire was one of the words. Mom was a word um, universe. So it was like a really big, wide range, like some sort of crocodile I'd never heard of, like a big name for a crocodile was so. But it was really funny. But Buzzsaw actually was number two. The winning word was imagination, which oh, that's we a love good that. One. Yeah, that was a really good one. So, uh, what does uh, what does buzzsaw mean to you, Kira? Just like taking your goals and going for it, you know, like don't let anything stand in your path. Just like like a buzzsaw, you just cut right through and like you get to where you need to go, you know. So it's you know, don't let anything stand in your way. Just go right on through and reach your goals. When you think about the past 365, who would you say was one of the individuals that you were most grateful for their presence over this year? I think um, if I want to continue sharing a bed with this person, I think I'm going to have to say my husband. <laughs> he, um, all serious though, he is like, he's my rock. You know, he keeps it really fun. He knows me better than anyone in this world. And he can just tell like what I need. And with like running, like I need it to be really fun. Like I need it to be my fun thing. So he keeps it light and he comes to, you know, the, all the races that he can and he's super busy too, but he's definitely been um, my number one supporter. And he has uh, a big like water bottle that he wrote super fan on it. Cause he's just, uh, he's a super fan. It's kind of fun just to have, you know, someone support you in that way. So that's, uh, I feel really lucky for him. It, for some reason, I'm like in my head thinking about the people that like might struggle with answering that question and like how beautiful is it that you have like such a special and compassionate partner for anyone who may be approaching 2023 
And maybe navigating being at like the crux of a relationship or just kind of struggling to find their footing in some way. Could you offer a tip about showing up for yourself during some of your hard times? Well, I think that is so spot on because like I found running when it was for myself. Like he's he's now like a super, super fan. But like when I, he was deployed for a really long time when my kids were zero and one. So he was gone for, by the time my daughter was two, he was gone for over a year. So like I put running in my life at that time because I needed something to make me feel good about myself. And when he came back, it was kind of uncomfortable, honestly, because I put running in my life for me and I needed to figure out a way to make it like a we for the family. But um, but I think it's okay to do something for yourself and feel good about yourself and then find a community around that and make sure it's people that are going to be building you up. But it's, you know, running is easy because I feel like joining a running group or getting a coach or just finding that support system in that way. Like maybe it's not necessarily a family member, like none of my my mom is like my biggest cheerleader, but no one in my family run. No one knew anything about that. So I formed that support group like outside with friends or with running buddies or with coaches. So I think like finding that person for you, like I feel very fortunate that I share a bed with that person, um, but it doesn't have to be that person. I think you can find that community around you um, wherever you are. Yeah. I mean, this makes me think about the joy list that I've like referenced on the show so many times. And not to say that like when I have gone through things in my personal life, really emotional moments that I've always been able to like look at my joy list and be like, I'm depressed. But if I go outside and read a book right now in the sunshine, like I'm going to feel great. Like that doesn't always work. But at the very least, like having a list of things that you know have in the past brought you a sense of contentment and fulfillment and joy can be a step in the right direction to shifting your perspective or your mood on a given day where things feel especially hard. Yeah. And I think that's when you need it the most. You know, I don't want to run every single day, but it's on those days that I force myself and I get myself out the door that I'm most proud that I did it because I knew how hard it was. And it was really interesting. I had a conversation recently with one of the hydro coaches, um, Aisha, and she said that whenever she has a day she doesn't want to run, she looks back because she thinks like, running is a constant, like it's the same every single day. So what is it about me that I don't want to run today? And kind of analyzing it from that instead of like, oh, running feels hard, or it's this, you know, running is always the same exact thing. So what is it about you? Like, do you feel like overwhelmed? Do you feel stressed? Is there a lot going on? And kind of answering that and then figuring out how to put running into your life. I think um, I had never looked at it that way. But I think that was kind of a, a just a unique way to think about it. Definitely. Well, I'm so happy that we are going to we were able to catch up today. Before I let you go, we're going to go through a flash question round. Yes. <laughs> then I have a final question. Are you ready? Born ready. Born ready. Okay. Favorite movie of the year? Oh, man. Oh, this is such a good question. I haven't watched a lot of movies. Lately, we've been on a kick with all these like old school movies. Okay. So I'm going to go with um, Big. Because we went to New York, we saw FAO Schwartz, and we came home and watched that movie with the kids. That's the, probably the most recent movie I've seen, so kind of recently biased, but yeah, that was good. Uh, favorite song of the year on your running playlist? Oh, that's so good. I had, at the beginning of the year at Houston, I had like four or five songs on like repeat that I listened to 
all the time. Let's see if I oh, live look at the oh running. Oh my title. gosh, I gotta pick it up. I have like the worst memory. Okay. I have the song Nice for What by Drake on my marathon playlist five times. And whenever it comes on, it's like my power song. Like I have to like get my act together. Oh gosh. I love it. okay. So my power song this year was The Edge of Midnight by Miley Cyrus. <laughs> Wow. That was, okay. that was like my power song this year. Cause it's like a like a Fleetwood Mac like remix song. Oh man, that was good. That was right. that was my 2022 song. Miley Cyrus for the win. Do you have a most memorable meal of the year? Okay. Meal of the year, which unfortunately for my family, I made probably once a week, which eating that once a week, that's like 50 times this year, just chicken and rice all the time. My family is like, oh, great. Mom made chicken and rice again. But that's like- Do you serve it with a vegetable? Yeah. I'll put a vegetable in there. The vegetable changes. Like if, oh. if my kids are like, you know, if they win, it's artichokes. That's like our favorite meal. Artichokes, chicken and rice. Oh, I love that for you. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Can you reflect on perhaps a best piece of advice that you were offered this year? Hmm. I think one of the most eye-opening conversations I had, I was at the MIT Sloan Sports Conference this year, and one of my fellow presenters came up to me afterwards and was like, Kira, you're happy. And I was like, yeah. And he's like, no, you're like really happy. And I was like, yeah. And he's like, it's clear that you have structure your life like your your goals make you happy so you've been successful like you're not chasing goals you're chasing happiness and I thought that was I'd never looked at it that way but it really like opened my eyes that it's like when you're chasing things that excite you and you're working hard to do things that make you happy you find even more success than because I felt like in my round one I was always like if I succeed then I'll be happy And I just, in that moment, I was like, oh my gosh, I had it backwards for so long. I'm happy, so I'm succeeding. And so I think just that just really like rocked my world a little bit, kind of looking at it like that. So that is going to be, yeah, chase goals that excite you. What would you say the most exciting thing will be that Kira will accomplish in 2023? Oh man, Kira's going to go after it again. Kira is going to go after it again. So I'm definitely going to do a spring marathon. I'm not quite sure yet which one. Um, And I'm going to set myself up. The Olympic trials are in 2024. So I'm going to get in some really great training to go into that race as fit as possible. I currently am not an Olympian and I would like to be an Olympian. So I think 2023 is going to be a really good setup for the 2024 trials and um, yeah, I'm going to go after it again, man. I'm going to try to win some races and have some fun. Last but not least, favorite piece of gear that you used in 2022? Oh, man. Should I pick like my most frequent or like, because I have like a number of. So I think my favorite gear in races is either like my Nike Alpha Fly shoes for marathoning or my sunglasses, the Nike Victory Elite sunglasses. When you wear sunglasses and you race, like your race photos are like infinitely better because they can't see <laughs> how far your soul is being crushed in that moment. But then also it keeps all the stuff out of your eyes and you don't have to sweat. So there's a lot of like really good reasons to wear sunglasses. But I think this was like the year of sunglasses for me. So I think, uh, but then also fanny pack. I was huge into fanny packs in 2022 and 
I don't regret that at all. But I have an awesome Nike one. I've worn it with leather pants like out and then I've worn it with like running clothes. So I feel like it's so versatile. But um, yeah, fanny pack for the win too. Whoever has uh, Kira for Secret Santa, you can buy her like an upscale fanny pack. Yeah, those exist. I thought you just like. No, no. Yeah, they exist. We're going to. I'm on it. I'm going to hit up Tony. I'm going to let him know. Yeah, let him know. That's uh, (laughs) that's a really good idea. Yeah, I need need to kind of give him some hints. Um, I want to open the floor to you. Is there anything else that you want to make sure you say about 2022 before we officially turn the page? Oh man, that's a, that's a big question. You were awesome 2022 and let's even like raise the roof even harder in 2023, I guess it's, uh, I don't know. It's just been fun seeing our world get back from COVID and go back to some new normal with everything that we learned in those like two years and everything. And I think it's going to be really fun to see where everything goes. Like, I don't know. I just feel like the best is yet to come. And I feel that way for like everybody. So I feel really optimistic and excited going into 2023 and uh, just ready to see what the future holds. How about you? That's a big question. I'm going to throw it right back to you and put you on the spot. What do I want to say to 2022 as I turn the page into 2023? Yeah. Uh, I would say that I will not start 2023 navigating some of the like emotional hurdles that I started 2022 with. I feel very satisfied and content, like putting what I hope will be like a chapter of depression behind me and like really optimistic going into 2023. My word, I asked you about like your word, my word, not as good as buzzsaw, (laughs) but is simply great. My family motto has always been do good. And what I have realized over the last few weeks is in a few different aspects of my life, I've been so good with good that I haven't chased great. And Mm. I'm ready to be great. I'm ready to step into what great could look like and get comfortable with the uncomfortable that I know will come with great. I think that's awesome. Because I think like, when you go for great, it almost doesn't matter if you hit great or not. It's going for the great, which is what is great. Am I talking in circles a little bit? I think I did, but like I'm following you. Yeah, I think that that is like it's that's awesome, and just striving for more and figuring out how to like just do more for yourself. I think is I think it's great. That's a great answer. <laughs> it's a great answer. You know, it made me think real quick about, and I'm sure maybe you felt this way in Houston, but it's like when I be cued and I never thought that I would be cue, I wasn't even going after great, but I found great by like chasing the best version of myself on that day. And there is no better feeling than surprising yourself with the greatness of your potential. Oh gosh. I got the chills all over. Oh, get the chills. That's perfect. That's awesome. that's okay. Great. Okay. Final question here. A piece of advice, you know how we do it here on Hurdle, that you would offer yourself at the beginning of 2022, being that you are now 2023, Kira. So knowing what you know now, what piece of advice would you offer yourself back at the beginning of last year? Keep doing you. You're doing great. You know, and it's funny because recently I've been thinking like about like, I don't know, maybe this is going to get a little weird, but like just trusting in your past 
and future self. You know, because I think when you overanalyze what's happened in the past, it can lead towards like regret. And if you're like overanalyzing what your future self is going to go through, there's worry. So I think just trusting in your past and future self and just knowing that like that was a different Emily or that was a different Kira and they were doing the best with what they had at the time. For whatever reason, like I've been going through that mentality recently and it's just it puts me at peace because I'm like, I'm going to do the best I can in any situation. And past Kira did that and future Kira is going to do that. So I don't know, this maybe just is a little bit out there, but that's something I've just been thinking about lately that it's like it just brings me at peace just knowing like I'm doing the best I can. I did in the past and did in the future. But uh, yeah, that's a weird way to wrap up. I don't know if any of that makes sense. <laughs> I would expect nothing less than you to, <laughs> to just, just trust your past and future self. You know, we're all on the same team here. That's uh, all on the same team. Kira D'Amato, always a joy sitting down with you. I can't think of a better way to start 2023 if they don't yet. How do the hurdlers keep up with you? How do they follow along with you? Give us your deets. Yeah. Um, look outside. I may be running by their house right now. I run a lot, but um, I'm on Instagram, um, just Kira D'Amato. And then I'm on Strava, which is really fun. If you like jokes, you should definitely follow me on Strava because every day instead of just the normal run title, I put a joke. So that's uh, that's fun. And then um if you do carrier pigeons, just send them to my house. I can communicate that way. And smoke signals. Maybe that's what I'll work on in 2023 is I'll learn how to read smoke signals. So <laughs> I'm really open to communicating. You just let me know what works best for you. Uh, you can be honest. I saw that you and I follow the same pun account on Twitter. So are you ripping some of those puns for your Strava? Oh, absolutely. But <laughs> I also I turn them a little bit, you know, so they'll be like um, – They'll say something. I'm like, oh, I can turn that into like a running joke. So we'll say they're inspired. Some of them are, I guess, directly. But I get sources. I get inspiration from a lot of different, uh, a lot of different sources. So, oh Alexa's man, a good one too. I just Alexa, tell me a joke, and then she'll tell a joke, and sometimes that goes up. So <laughs> a mission. Yeah, I'm not that funny on my own. I will put that out there. I need a lot of help. <laughs> oh man, I appreciate you. I'm over at Hurdle Podcast at Emily Abadi. Another hurdle conquered. Catch you guys next time.